From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 173 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. This is the All Things Anxiety Recovery podcast where I talk about my experiences overcoming severe health anxiety, agoraphobia naturally through these CBT and NLP processes, but also how can you set the bar just 1% now so that you can eventually in a month from now or two months from now, get out of the chaos you are currently in because that's really important. Some people that I listen to, they they have the bar so damn high that someone who is suffering, it's hard for them to attain that bar, right? So, but how can we set it low enough so that they can attain it and then move out of the chaos that they're in? And so in this episode, I want to talk about that chaos. I want, I want to talk about the shadow and why integrating the shadow is necessary for courage, for independence, for a strong mind. And understanding the shadow parts of yourself, the, the, the hell that you can end up or that you're in, is necessary because... You don't want to fall into the same hell, chaos, later again in your life. So the more aware you are of, well, maybe you've you've cheated on somebody or maybe you betrayed somebody. And the more you understand why you betrayed them, the underlying pain, the underlying beliefs that led you to that action, the more you are less likely to do that again in the future to that person, right? So it's building on that inner trust so that you understand that, you know, I I know where I came from and I don't want to be there anymore. So I am more aware of these urges and the temptations and the lingering eight-year-old voice that, can lead me to those actions that I don't want to do. But before we dive more into the the shadow, I want to go over your comments on previous podcast episodes, starting with Jack Melor. Welcome back. Uh, he leaves a comment on episode 161. He says, create advice, especially about the symptoms. I often think I'm not anxious then why do I still have said symptom? I never thought that anxiety was my normal state and I just didn't even know it. Absolutely, Jack. Anxiety was my normal for decades. It's only when you step outside of the unknown is where you discover a different life, a different way of being. And then those people usually start to preach that towards the people around them saying, hey, cold showers changed my life because of this, or a ketogenic diet changed my life because of this. And, well, you get the idea. Uh, Sherman D. leaves a comment on last week's episode saying, building trust means that you acknowledge the best 
in others despite the fact they are capable of betrayal. Absolutely. Love this episode and what you said about trusting yourself before you can fully trust others. Thanks for the comment, Sherman. And you guys can leave me any comments you'd like. Uh, Go to unpluganxiety.com or if you're listening on YouTube, leave a comment below. Now, integrating the shadow means to understand and develop the dark aspects of your personality that you hide so that you become more assertive as well as firm in your morals. Your your morals is what's right and what's wrong. In my past, some of the dark aspects, or you can say beliefs, I had to confront included my timid behavior. I was too agreeable for my own good. I would do too much for other people, even when I didn't feel it was right. And that unconsciously, they were taking advantage of me. And I had to understand why I couldn't say no. What was really going on underneath? Also, I had to confront the pain behind my addictions, the fear of change, the fear of confronting my past mistakes. I had to better understand the personality that is making up this anxious, dependent Brad. I started to do the opposite. When I was recovering from my anxiety, I started to shift my whole day differently. I started to watch my mentors and listen to their podcasts and write notes and uh, sit in the coffee shop reading and I wanted to do the opposite of what the old Brad was doing. And so this was a great start. And it was a great start in understanding the hell that I was in, the dark parts I was entertaining on a daily basis. Now, Carl Jung, clinical psychologist Carl Jung, says that no tree can grow to heaven unless its roots reach down to hell. And so we are the tree where we can descend into hell. And the more you understand what brought you to that hell, the more you can work your way back from those roots up and reach towards the heavens and heal and grow in character. At the time when I was at my worst with health anxiety, I was in hell. I was consumed by the shadow. I was a puppet to all of my coping strategies. I was dependent and I was bitter towards others who seemed happy and progressing in life successfully. And that's the Cain and Abel story, which I will touch on in this episode. And then I was resentful for being born this way. You know, that's the set mindset. I am this way. It sucks. And I was constantly projecting my pain out 
onto the world and onto other people. I was shaking my fist towards God, essentially. Carl Jung says, the shadow is a moral problem that challenges the whole ego personality. For no one can become conscious of the shadow without considerable moral effort. To become conscious of it involves recognizing the dark aspects of the personality as present and real. This act is the essential condition for any kind of self-knowledge. People don't want to hold themselves accountable when they look at themselves in the mirror. They want to project their anger and blame onto others and onto the world and onto society rather than take on the responsibility that you are currently suffering. This is your cross to bear. What are you willing to sacrifice in order to overcome this chaos? And let's look back on this Carl Jung quote. He says, The shadow is a moral problem that challenges the whole ego personality. In other words, what you believe to be right and wrong conflicts with who you think you are. So say you have the belief of, I believe to be a good person. Until you do something like cheat, lie, or hurt someone, and that blows apart your I am a good person framework. Your own actions traumatize you. You can't believe what you did. I thought I was a good person, and then I cheated on this person, and that sends you into PTSD. It traumatizes you, shakes you up, because now you've come into contact with your own shadow. And in line two, Carl Jung says, to become conscious of it involves recognizing the dark aspects of your of the personality as present and real. This act is the essential condition for any kind of self-knowledge. You can't become conscious of the shadow without a firm understanding of good and evil. Where people end up and how come. What drives them to do what they did? Maybe someone betrayed you in your life. Maybe someone lied to you, cheated on you, hurt you physically. And to understand what drove them to hurt you or to betray you, we'll understand more about who you are and it'll also help heal yourself. Understanding that helps to better understand yourself in the long run. We see in the Cain and Abel story what happens when you spend your time brooding and entertaining thoughts of revenge. That's what Cain did. Cain is sacrificing his crops up to God, and then Abel is sacrificing his finest lamb 
to God. Abel is making the proper sacrifices, and thus God is favoring Abel. And Cain is not being favored by God, and he starts to look at Abel as, hey, you know, I don't like you. I want to be favored by God. And so we see those people all around us on Instagram and Facebook, those people who become successful, things just happen to them and they fall into money, they fall into great relationships and so forth, right? And then we easily become resentful and bitter because of those people. Well, Cain and Abel's story is a great look at what happens when you keep entertaining those thoughts of bitterness and resentfulness? And Cain ignored the reality of his situation, right? He refuses to acknowledge that the sacrifices he's making is insufficient, right? He could sit with himself and say, okay, what stupid things am I doing daily that I could improve on that I know I should improve on? Instead of really confronting those insecurities within himself, he retreats into resentment when he witnesses Abel being favored by God for his worthy sacrifices. So if Cain is not getting the results he wants, shouldn't he compare himself to who he was yesterday and not to who Abel is right now. Yet Cain sits in the darkness of his shadow. And then eventually he kills Abel, his ideal. But what happens when Cain kills Abel, his ideal? Well, he doesn't have an ideal anymore. So now he doesn't have anything better to strive towards. And he tells God that his punishment is more than he can bear. He feels this incredible pain. Because if you don't have an ideal that you're striving towards, then you become even more lost. But also Cain is traumatized by the actions that, well, the actions he did against Abel. He can't believe he killed this person. And it traumatizes him. It sends him into PTSD. And Harry Potter, we see Harry struggle to control his anger as we progress to the third and fourth book. We see Harry having a difficult time fighting off Voldemort's invasion of his mind. And then Sirius Black, his godfather, says to him, We've all got both light and dark inside us. What, ma- what matters is the part we choose to act on. That's who we really are. And so this enlightens Harry because he thinks he's a bad person because He's thinking thoughts coming from Voldemort. He's starting to he's starting to lean more to the darkness inside of him. And then here and then Sirius says this quote. 
What matters is the part we choose to act on. That's who we really are. And that is absolutely true. We see in Luke Skywalker, the dark side is within him. Vader acknowledges that. The Emperor acknowledges that. But Luke is firm in his morals. He won't give in to the dark side. He even throws down his lightsaber at one point and and says, I'll never turn to the dark side. And that's courage. That's a strong moral foundation. The more Harry learns to control these urges, the more he transcends them. In a world full of monsters, it's best to become one and keep that monster at bay. Is it better to be a gardener in a war or a warrior in a garden? Voluntary exposure to what you most fear doesn't decrease the fear. It makes you braver. Harry confronts Voldemort often throughout his years at Hogwarts. And this only builds on his courage. The more you understand where you can end up, the more you can control that part of you. The more I transcended the hell I used to be in, the stronger and more courageous I became. I understand that I could slip back into my old addictive patterns like porn or like caffeine or weed or even alcohol. I know I can slip back there. And that's really important. But I am disciplined now enough to hold back. Not hold back, but I am disciplined now because of the fact that I don't want to be there because I've stepped into a different world of existence, a world outside of addiction. And once you heal yourself and you, and when I became aware that this world is better than the world I was in with addiction, my relationships are better. I feel better. I have more energy and I feel lighter and more free and in control and the more I attach all these positive aspects to this way of being the more I the more separate and detached I become from this other existence this world inside of hell and When I start to slide in that direction, I begin to notice, hey, I'm starting to feel, I become aware of these feelings that are not my normal now. The feelings that accompany addiction or dependency or anxiety. And then I can steer myself back on course. But that takes practice. 
that takes time. You see this with people who overcome severe addictions, alcohol, drugs, and when they when they heal, they are way more enlightened and stronger and healthier and more wise than the person that was addicted. And that's because they have a better understanding of their shadow. They came from a place of hell. And when you confront hell and you are a slave in that domain and you transcend that, God, you are way more powerful internally and stronger internally than ever before. It's really important to face the parts of you that are stuck in in chaos and also that it was a battle against me versus me. And that also strengthened my confidence because whatever challenge came my way, I began to view that challenge as a opportunity to prove my older self wrong. And that older self was the Brad encompassed and engulfed within the shadow. So I know where I can end up. And I now view and perceive challenges as opportunities for self-development. Because this is this only brings me further up the tree towards the heavens than descending the tree down into the chaos. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Make sure you leave a review and uh, rate the podcast on iTunes. I would greatly appreciate that. Also, leave your comments below. Is there something I missed? What are you currently battling with? So that not only can I share that on the podcast, but also it'll help other people who are currently struggling as well. Lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.